Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Your host, Monica Wisdom Tyson, brings you downloadable conversations that matter to women around the globe. We discuss all things black girl magic, amplify our voices, and transform our challenges into triumphs. Monica calls on her league of extraordinary women to push our boundaries, share their expertise, and stories of personal transformation. Welcome your host of Black Women Amplified, Monica Wisdom Tyson. I don't know if I should call this podcast hotmess.com or should I continue to call it the black, I'm sorry, black women amplified, but I literally just recorded a whole podcast episode and I have a new microphone and don't know quite how to work it, but I literally recorded a whole episode, 37 minutes of juiciness and I had the mute button on. This is why people should read directions. Ladies and the gentlemen who love us, welcome to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. I am your host, Monica Wisdom, and we are going to go through all of this again. Now, it will not be the same podcast. (laughs) Podcast. You see, I want to cuss, right? Because I don't really script my stuff. I just have little bullet points and I just start running my mouth. But this episode... We're going to talk all about self-care. I'm still sitting here like, I can't believe I talked for 37 minutes and none of it got recorded. And I'm glad I don't have kids to say, mommy, you're dumb. (laughs) But I tell you what, I know what the little red light means now. It means you're not recording, lady. But I wanted to make sure that now that I have you all's attention, that we keep in constant communication. I'm not going to lay down and take a nap. I'm going to push through and I'm going to record the information. Just we pay me, Jesus, give me the words that I need to say to these women. Lord, please bless my heart and allow me to share it fully and authentically. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm going to pray over this. So self-care. And this isn't the let's go get a pedicure, do shopping therapy type of self-care. This is what I call radical self-care. And I don't know if you hear my stomach rumbling, but I'm a little hungry. Anyway, oh, let me tell you something before I get into that. So you will find out because I'll probably do an episode about it. I There are certain TV shows. Most people watch a bunch of TV shows. I watch a few TV shows several times because if I find a really good, juicy television show, I like want to get all up in it. So my all up in it right now is Britherton, Britherton, Bridgerton. I don't know how you pronounce it. I need to go listen to the title again, but it's spelled Bridgerton and it's a new Shonda Rhimes show. It is a romance show and it's all luxurious romance, but the show Before that for me was Lovecraft Country and it was on HBO. Oh my God. And I am not a fan of horror, but I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peele. And this show he executive produced, but it was a woman named Misa Taylor. I believe that's her name. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Who was the showrunner and wrote the show. But she also wrote Underground that was mysteriously canceled which will now be on OWN, 
but I love her work. I love the way she tells history throughout her work. And I just, her work is just so delicious. So when she connected uh, to, to have her work under the umbrella of Jordan Peele was just plus, 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 plus for me. So anyway, HBO put out a limited, excuse me, edition of print. Oh my God. See, I've I've been talking so much. I'm a little gassy. So if there are any speech therapists out there who want to teach me how to breathe and talk at the same time without feeling like I'm, please send me a message. (laughs) I think I'm going to need some, some lessons in that. But so I love Lovecraft Country. They had these limited edition. Now, mind you, I set my alarm. I wrote a note to get on the computer at such and such a time. But when it was time, I I guess I ignored my alarm. I ignored my note and I missed it. So by the time I clicked on, they were all sold out. So I put a little simple message at Lovecraft Country. I said, I'm folding my arms. I'm mad. I missed it. And I'm pouting. About a month later, I get a message from Lovecraft Country HBO. They're like, we're sorry that you're disappointed that you missed it, but we found a couple of extra prints. Would you like one? Yes. (laughs) So I got it the other day. And when I got to work, it was sitting on my station and I was like, and I was hoping it was Hepolita, but it was Diana, which I love that episode too. And, and the picture, the image is one of the images, uh, moments when Diana, who's a little girl who's screaming and I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect for the mood of the moment because I don't know any black woman right now who is not screaming at this country, get it together. Get it together. So anyway, I just had to share that. It was, I tell people, God sends you what you want. You just got to ask for it. So I got the print. I don't know if I'm going to hang it up. or I'm going to keep it in the little thing as reserve. I think I'm going to hang it up, but it's beautifully done. The artwork was done by a black woman. Oh, it was written by a black woman of a black woman. It's just like meta black women, black women, black women. I love it. Love it. It was so delicious. Oh, so to open that up and pull it out and it was packaged so simply and beautifully from a black printing company. Oh, I mean, I mean, literally it just, it just warms my heart that we can do, we can have nice shit. (laughs) We can have elegant, beautiful stuff that represents us. And anyway, I just had to share that before I went back into self-care. That's a part of self-care, like grabbing those delicious moments of life and just just engaging in it fully. Mm. I'm so excited about that print. I'm so excited. And I said, and I said, and if you thank you for the print, I love it. But if you happen to have a print of Hepolita, because, you know, after her hair turned blue and she was up in space, if you watch the series, if you have not watched. Lovecraft Country, get into it, honey. It is all the things, all the things. And um, so anyway, that happened. That happened this week on top of the other stuff that had happened this week. So you got to grab the joy where you can find it. So let's get into this episode. 
I'm not going to talk for 37 minutes. So I'm going to condense this. Self-care. Self-care for me is not just getting your nails done. Because Lord knows in this pandemic, my hands look like I have been climbing trees for a living. Or getting a pedicure. It's about really getting into taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself from the inside out, mind, body, and spirit. And when I speak of that, I don't necessarily speak of exercise and dieting. I'm not speaking of this from a wellness workout perspective. I'm speaking of this from a from understanding that we have got to, as Black women, stop making self-care about luxury and making about necessity. Making it a part of our daily routine in a way that we can afford and that we make time for. We have to make space in our own lives. Because if you look at your schedule, how many things are in there about you? You have to write yourself into your schedule. And the first lesson of radical self-care is learning how to say no and being okay with the no. Because it's not really a no as much as it is you saying yes to yourself, right? You're not really telling that person no. You're saying, I'm saying yes to myself. People say, well, can you run this ministry at church? And you think in your head, I don't have time to do this. I don't need one more thing on my to-do list. I don't have space for this. And then you turn to the person and say, yeah, sure, I'd love to. Well, did you really mean it? (laughs) Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Or did you really mean to say no? Say what you mean and mean what you say. Be in in integrity with yourself as much as you are as integrity and in, in, in integrity with other people. So that's the first thing is learn how to say yes to yourself. Don't think of it as a no. Think of it as a yes to yourself. That is a, an important part of taking care of you, period. And don't look for other people to take care of you. It's, there's no knight in shining armor. You have to learn how to take care of yourself first. And then you have to allow people to support your self-care, your husband, your kids, your partner, your lover, your job, your this, your that, the other, all the things, your ministry, your, your uh, volunteer work, all of the things. So when you develop your self-care plan, you also have to ask yourself, how do I need these people to support me taking care of myself? Period. I watched sidebar. I watched a on the Facebook, there was a, there was a story about, what was it about? The Sabbath for Jewish people, which is on a Saturday. And I never knew how deep it was, but it was so beautiful. Like they just cut off everything for that day for 24 hours. They don't do any type of, they don't turn the lights on, the lights off, but they eat, they laugh, they have family time. They say prayers, they sing songs. Like they take care of themselves. They pray for each other. They pray for the children, their families. Like this is a weekly routine for them. And then they talk about the sacrifice. They talked about the sacrifices people made to make sure that the Sabbath was maintained as a religious practice for them. 
So we have to get religious about our self-care as Black women. We have spent centuries taking care of other people. And guess what? They're fine. They're fine. If, if the Jewish people can take 24 hours every week for themselves, you can certainly find two hours for yourself. Just saying. So let's get into it. The reason that I discovered radical self-care was because I was in a place in 2004. My brother had a horrific car accident, which left him with the inability to walk. He was learning how to walk. And in the midst of learning how to walk again, I mean, he broke so many bones from the chest down to his feet that they were like, he's never going to walk again. He was learning up and learning how to walk in. He was fully determined. And then in the midst of that, he had a stroke due to a doctor's negligence. I'm going to leave it at that. And then he lost his ability to speak. He lost his inability to use his left arm, which she was left-handed, all the things. So I became his primary caretaker, taking care of his needs because he was in a facility 24 hours because he needed 24 hour care. But the responsibility of all the other things was on me. So my life stopped. My parents are deceased. My life stopped. It was about me being able to work, make money and make sure that he was okay. That became my whole life. People didn't understand it, why I couldn't hang out anymore, because I was definitely a very social person. I was at every concert, every event, here, there, everywhere. I was rarely at home except to sleep or change my clothes. That was, that was my life, and I loved it. But all of that stopped when he needed me, because what's family first, period? Period! And he's my family. He passed on five years later. And when he, when that happened, it was like, I've literally buried three members of my family who are the most important to me. Three of the most important to me, people to me in my life, I have buried. So quite naturally, I went into a depression and that lasted for three years. I was functioning. I went to work every day. But life was never, I didn't see that light. I didn't have that light. I didn't want to do anything but go to work and come home. And in the midst of that, I started responding to things and people differently. And I didn't know what it was. And so people were like, you're depressed. I went to therapy. That didn't work for me. And I did some other things that, you know, it it worked really well. I, I, I did some things that worked really, really well. but. They were out of the traditional norm of how people say, take care of mental, take care of your mental side. And that's what I learned and created a toolkit for myself so that if I ever went through anything again, I knew what to do. Because what I discovered was that, and how I discovered it, because I used to learn, I used to learn, I'd learned transcendental meditation When I wanted to get back into that, I went to the website, the David Lynch Foundation. And in listening, because I studied all the stuff about, you know, I researched all the stuff about depression and I was feeling like that, but not like that. And some other, you know, people were like, well, maybe you're just introverted or you're an empath and, you know, all these things. So I researched that. I did all that. And that wasn't quite it. 
So when I went on the David Lynch Foundation website, I looked up, uh, was listening to the testimonials about transcendental meditation. And there was this one guy that was talking about who was a veteran who had been to war a couple of times. And in no way am I comparing myself to what he went through on the battlefield, but everything he said that was happening to him sounded real familiar. And so then I went on the website, I think it was a Mayo Clinic website. The two websites I always go to with medical stuff is John Hopkins or Mayo Clinic. That's where I learned when my brother was going through what he was going through. That was the best way for me to learn how to talk to the doctors was to get information from other doctors who had also done the work that was to deal with stuff he had dealt with. And, you know, great doctors are open to proper information. Anyway, so when I looked up the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, I literally checked off every box and literally every box. (laughs) There was not, you know, how you go down the, like, what are the symptoms? What is the, the treatment? Most of them you're like, oh, I got five out of eight. I got one, two, three, four, five, all, all them, all them boxes I checked. So then I went on, I was like trauma. So I looked up trauma. I checked all those boxes. I said, and here's the thing. I knew something was wrong. Let me say this the the correct way. I knew something wasn't right, but I did not know what it is. And people told me I was depressed. Doctor told me I was depressed and I should probably get on some medication. But I knew something else was going on in my heart. Like my soul was just telling me that wasn't it. And so when I looked up trauma and I looked like I looked up post-traumatic stress disorder, I was like, I'm not depressed. I'm fucking traumatized. Oh, it was like my whole soul opened up. It was like a whole different world opened up. And I just started reading all the stuff about trauma and and listening to the testimonials about transcendental meditation, how it helped. Like, for instance, there's there's schools in Detroit where these kids live in these urban environments that are very traumatic. Right. Gunshots, death, all the things that they have to deal with. And the schools were having all these problems. And the David Lynch Foundation and other people introduced transcendental meditation to these schools. The kids' grades went up and the issues went down. So I just went into like full research, scientific research mode. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a therapist. I'm none of those things, but I research like I am. And, um, so any of the things that I'm telling you right now is about, is based on my personal experience only. It is not a replacement for therapy. It is not a replacement for a psychiatrist. It's not a replacement for any of the things that you need to take care of yourself and what's going on in your life. This is what worked for me and I'm sharing it so that it might inspire you to really look into how you take care of yourself and of which I call radical self-care. Because I'm calling it radical because it's different than the normal way of doing things. So I studied all these things and I had, you know, I had, like I said, I had transcendental meditation under my wing and I learned it from a beautiful black woman named Yoga Nandi. 
and I began to intently practice it as if as she taught it to me. I found myself getting better. I found myself sleeping better. I found my pop off stuff, you know, and here's like the triggers. I wasn't popping off at people like all that stuff was calming down. And then I just started adding different things that I had learned in the past from Ayala Van Zandt and uh, Dr. Uh, Aziz Fuqua and Betty Sproul, all these amazing women that I had studied with before who had really helped me see myself and my place as a Black woman in the world. Well, I use these things to help me pull me out of this, what I thought was depression, but was actually trauma. Oh, I'm just, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Like remembering how I was to who I am now. It was, it was a long journey, but it was worth it. And these are the tools that helped me. And I just want to share them with you. So I'm going to break it down. Radical self-care and a girlfriend of mine asked me a question that somebody asked her. And I'm going to couch it all together, which was what brings you pleasure? She asked me this a couple of weeks ago and I was like, what brings me pleasure? Huh, good question. Like, I like good food. I like naps. I like great conversations. And I'm like, oh, those are the things that bring me pleasure. So I'm going to couch it with radical self-care. Radical self-care is when you make time for yourself and create a ritual and a routine, just like a routine you would have if you worked out every day. Just like a routine you would have if you do your makeup every day. Just like a routine you have when you wash your clothes every day. You need to make a routine for yourself that takes care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. And I'm not talking about diet and exercise. That can be a part of your routine, but that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is taking the time to really take care of yourself. And how I describe trauma is simply like this. Your body is a vase. Your soul and your spirit is the water in the vase. And trauma is a dirty rock. And if you take a dirty rock and continue to put it inside of the vase, it's going to displace the water. It's going to spill over the side. And all you have is this piece of glass with dirty rocks in it and muddy. And so what self-care does is it takes the rocks and the mud out. So that you have a vase and you have crystal clear water. So let's talk about, I know I keep saying so a lot because <laughs> I still can't believe I had to re-record this whole damn podcast again. And I'm trying to condense it so we're not in here for 37 minutes because I know you all got stuff to do. And you got to start make, doing your little self-care routine. So let's break it down into mind body, and spirit. And these are things that I have done and some of the things I still do that have helped me really curb my trauma and soften my trigger so that I don't respond to people in the pop-off. You know, the black girl pop-off where your hand is popping, your mouth is popping, your words are like ammunition all over people. Like that piece, that's because you're triggered, girl. Somebody has triggered you. And these tools that I learned softened those triggers because I was able to really get to the core of what was going on with me. There's no, now there are times when you still need to pop off, but you have to know if it's, if it is a righteous pop off (laughs) or if you're triggered. And, and many of you are like, I got this. I got this. If you got it, let me know how you got it. Go to the Facebook page 
or to the Instagram page, message me, DM me. Let me know how you get your things together because it could be something I could add to my routine. We all, this is an individual uh, individual routine that we all create for, create for ourselves. These are just some things that have worked for me. Mind, meditation, as I said, transcendental meditation is a meditation that I practice, but there's mindfulness, there's guided meditation, there's all types. So find something that works for you. A lot of people say they can't. And when I first started transcendental meditation, I couldn't get all the thoughts out of my head, but now I can go into that center space and come out feeling good. Prayer. I pray every morning. I I personally, I say the Lord, I'm a Christian. So I say the Lord's prayer every morning. And then I pray for myself. I pray for my family. I pray for my community. I pray for the nation. I pray for all the things. Lord knows we need some more prayer warriors out here. And then I also have it all written down. Mirror work. Mirror work was one of the best things that really transformed my thinking of myself. And in mirror work, I use affirmations. And, you know, affirmations are, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am love. I am, you know, anything that follows I am is an affirmation. You are affirming yourself. And typically I say, find that thing that bothers you about yourself and then make your affirmation the positive opposite. So I felt worthless. And so my affirmation when I was going, when I felt worthless was I am worthy. So every morning when I'm doing my morning routine, I took a post-it I wrote, I am worthy. I put it on my bathroom mirror. And so as I was doing my routine, I would just say in my head over and over again and out loud because you need to hear it sonically as well. I am worthy. I am worthy. So you do this in the mirror and now I look at myself, not that I don't feel loved, but because we're in this isolation period and I can't, I'm not around my friends and I'm not around my family. I'm not hearing it as often as I used to. So I look at the mirror and say, I love you. Because I think it's important for us to know that we are all loved and cared for, even in this time. So body, not about diet, but get you some good food. What food brings you pleasure? Is it, you know, some juicy grapes? Is it, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is for you, when you eat it, like plate it up, make it beautiful. Don't just rush and eat, like sit down and really enjoy your food. And then you want to do, you want to praise your body. This is something I learned when I went to a retreat for Yana Van Zandt years and probably 20 years ago when she had a retreat center in Maryland, Silver Springs, Maryland. And the one thing she said is you have to thank your body. You have to thank your legs for getting you where you need to go. You have to thank your breasts. You know, you have to thank your spleen. You have to thank your liver. You have to thank all the things so that you learn to appreciate your body in a whole new way. That it's just not something for somebody else's pleasure or something that is, you know, that you find the flaw in. You want to thank God for your body, the divine engineering that what makes you human. You know, the blood that flows through your veins, the, the, um, all the things, all the things. And then dance, like dancing, oh, like put on some beautiful music that is positive and enlightening or just jazz or classical and just dance for like 10 minutes. 
disco, like something fun, some old Cindy Lauper, some old Aretha Franklin, and just move your body. Like just dance. It's not about exercise. You just want to move your body, get your blood flowing, and just heighten your awareness of life. And then sex. Like stop hold if you if you're lucky enough to have a partner in your house, stop holding out. Get as much sex as you can. I personally don't have a partner in my house. So there are things that you can purchase that helps you out. So release, <laughs> relax with some sex. And then your spirit. You want to listen to some great music. You know, get off Clubhouse, turn off the podcast. Turn off the radio and put in a CD with some of your favorite songs and, and listen to just music, like get some gorgeous classical music and just listen to it and get lost in the notes because it then it takes your mind to someplace else when you're not. We consume so much information all day. Sometimes you got to let all that out and a great piece of music, great piece of jazz or instrumental or whatever will help you will help you in that aspect of feeding your spirit. Then you want to journal. You want to get a journal and a great pen and you want to spend some time every day or every other day or whatever, writing down your thoughts, your fears, your, your what you're grateful for, all of those things. And then you want to, um, I'm trying to read my notes. <laughs> my handwriting is horrible. No, it really is. I'm not being, I'm not being hard on myself. It's really bad. So you also <laughs> you want to take naps. If you if you don't have time for a nap, like a good 30 minute nap, you want to get a, a, a cool towel, put it on your put it over your eyes and just lay down and chill out for like 10 minutes. Just disconnect. And there are books on naps and there's the nap ministry. I think it's the napministry.com. You can find it on Instagram or Facebook. Talks all about the power of taking naps. And how that is like radical self-care for, especially for black women. And here's the thing. Those are my tips. Those are some of the things that work for me, but I want to, I want to stress to you how important that is. We have historically always taken care of other people. When you look at your schedule, I wonder how much time outside of getting your nails and your hair done or working out. Do you actually take time for yourself doing things that actually bring you pleasure, knitting a scarf, reading a book, um, watching a great television show, taking a nap, meditating, things that feed your soul and release you from all of the craziness that's happening in the world. So I invite you to say yes to yourself. And if you have any uh, things that you've been doing that works for you, if you have anything that you'd like me to share with the listening audience, just send me a message, send me a DM. If you're like, girl, you're crazy, keep that to yourself. I'm not here for that. But all the things, because all we are here to do is to love, share, and experience the pleasures of life. So enjoy yourself, find pleasure in your day, and practice radical self-care. I will see you, hear you, feel you in the next episode. This is Monica Wisdom, your host of Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Thank you for listening to Black Women Amplified. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
Be sure to subscribe and log on to blackwomenamplified.com for more information. Keep shining. Thank you.